atheists, agnostics, long-haired weirdos, short-haired weirdos, vandals, hooligans. The government hug the government love. The government hug the government love. The government hug the government love. Welcome to The Politics Guys, a place for bipartisan, rational, and civil debate on American politics and policy. I'm Northern Kentucky University political scientist Michael Baranowski. I'm joined today by my conservative counterpart, Cleveland area attorney and defender of freedom, Jay Carson. Hey, good morning, Mike. Hey, Jay, how are you doing? I'm good. good. I'm, I'm doing okay myself. Well, I'm, I'm doing, I guess, as good as can be expected. But uh, so, you know, there was there were a lot of things that we didn't get to in the weekend show just because we really wanted to get in depth. Well, especially that special counsel report and the reaction in those Trump court cases. but. Plenty of other things were going on that don't at least quite as directly involve uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, though. Pretty much, I guess, everything. It was, it was a big it was a big week. Absent absent this other stuff. All of these would have been really big stories. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and so well, one of these big stories is immigration, Ukraine and Israel, that kind of trio of things, because for sort of a, a brief, shining bipartisan moment. Right. It, it looked, Jay, as if you might be right. And there, I know. And there I, was, actually, I was incorrect. Yeah. I will. I will. Uh, yeah. Take the take the hit here. Yeah. I I I missed the call. But yeah, it happens, you know, and it, it's it, uh, but it looked for a little bit that there could be that deal on immigration. Right. The Senate put together this package, uh, but it didn't happen. And, and, and in fact, it it ended up uh, not being able to get even through this bipartisan Senate package, couldn't even get passed a filibuster in the Senate to even go to the House. And in fact, only four Republicans voted to end the filibuster. Uh, Susan Collins, Jim Lankford, Lisa Murkowski, and Mitt Romney. And honestly, of those four, only one of them is, isn't is considered a rhino, right? And that, of course, would be Lankford, yeah. who was one of the negotiators. Well, I think he is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I should also point out that it didn't even win over all the chamber's Democrats. I mean, now, Schumer voted no on procedural grounds because that way he could reintroduce it in the future. But the other no's were Elizabeth Warren, Ed Markey, uh, Alex Padilla and Bob, uh, Bob Menendez. And so right. just didn't go anywhere. And I think they were all of the opinion because they believed it was it was too strict. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, you can't win. Right. But even if it had. Even if it had gotten and, and perhaps Bob Menendez, because well, there's yeah, what the hell? How, I mean, how do yeah, I make money yeah. on this, right? Exactly. <laughs> there's nothing in it for him. But you know, it, it was clear. I think that even if it had passed the Senate, Mike Johnson was clear that it was not going anywhere in the House. He called it a dead on arrival non-starter that would do more harm than good. Now it was clearly a dead on arrival non-starter, but this idea that it would do more harm than good, at best most charitably, would be highly questionable. And that's just not me left of center saying that. The Wall Street Journal's editorial board called the Senate's bill a border security bill worth passing and wrote, by any honest reckoning, it's the most restrictive migrant legislation in decades. And then they asked, do Republicans want to better secure the U.S. border? Or do they want to keep what has become an open sore festering for another year as an election issue? Well, we got an answer to that. Um, right. And because I don't look, want an open source. Well, yeah, no, that's a, definitely. But while I mean, the bill didn't give Republicans everything they wanted. But if you take a look at the details, I mean, it would have raised the bar for asylum from credible fear 
to reasonable possibility of persecution. That's a big difference. It would have required that migrants uh, demonstrate that they couldn't have escaped persecution by moving somewhere else in their in their own country. It would have uh, expedited the review process uh, with the decision required within 90 to 180 days. It would have provided funding for 50,000 more detention beds and required overflow from that uh, to be migrants to be enrolled in programs that would require things like ankle monitors or reporting curfews. So not just like a uh, unsupervised, what's called catch and release. It would have ended the use. Although there there was a, I'm trying to think the the wonderful sort of Orwellian phrase that that came out of it was the, oh, uh, non-custodial detention. Which, which is, yeah. But yeah, it's a, definitely a term of term of art, I guess you could say, but it may sound a little, but, but in addition to this too, it also would have, it would have ended that app, right? That a, a lot of folks on the right have a problem with. And it also would have had that emergency provision allowing the president to close the border. In fact, mandating that he closed the border if the weekly average of migrants crossing is over 5,000. Basically, it was essentially a wish list of every single talking point that Republicans had about their problems with the border, why they couldn't sign on to a border bill. And that's why I think the bill wasn't just endorsed by the Wall Street Journal's editorial board, but by the Border Patrol Union. But in the end, of course, Donald Trump was against it because he likes Donald Trump loves open festering sores. Um, And uh, there were just too many congressional Republicans who I think looked at the politics of this and said, you know what? We can't we can't be for this because Trump is against it. So what what was your take on this bill that, that ended up failing? Well, again, I, I went in and and maybe maybe with rose colored color glasses because I, I predicted that there there would be some sort of a deal. I think the biggest sticking point, the biggest sticking point that I would have had if I if I were voting on it would have been the provisions that would have allowed Mayorkas were essentially Biden to waive a lot of these these provisions if if needed, because I think that the trust just wasn't there in the sense was, well, you know, it's it sort of these apply unless we, we choose that they don't. To me, that was the, the biggest problem. Absent that, I, I tend to be a, um, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of guy. Right. I mean, let's let's take let's take a win. Even an incremental win. Except when this you was can. not three yards in a cloud of dust. This is like this is like a twenty yard reception seven kind yards. of win. No, I, would, I would say it's you know <laughs> seven yards. How about that? Well, I, yeah, okay. Well, we could disagree on that, but this was this was a big deal. This was as as the journal correctly points out would be the most restrictive border legislation in in a long time. And, I mean, part of that part of that analysis is because well, there hasn't really been any real border legislation yeah. in a long time. But but in a negotiation I mean, it's kind of where, the only border legislation. In a but long it was time, it but. was it was not even a negotiation. It was basically damn near complete capitulation by Democrats who want to do something on this issue and Republicans saying, nope, we didn't get every single thing we wanted. So no. And I don't even think that was the issue. I think the issue was that Donald Trump wants this as an issue. And so absent if you take Donald Trump out of this equation I think this thing passes. I think that's probably right. There's there's another piece of it though that, and again, maybe as far along as we are in the electoral season, that it, it might not be an issue. Um, but folks who who would get primary challenges, 
Um, well, sure. I mean, well, if there's Trump that. Is... And then again, that, that, of course, ties into Donald Trump, who would find the primary challengers. But but yeah, I think there I think there might be. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't think it's it's all Donald Trump. I think I think some of these folks realize that they would have a lot of pressure back home voting for it now, partially because of you know what Trump's saying. But what I'm, what I'm saying is I'm drawing maybe an indirect line yeah, as opposed to a direct yeah, line. Yeah. I, and I think when you look at the politics of it now, there are some on the left who are arguing that this actually is a gift to Biden and the Democrats, because essentially our side can say, well, we we passed this or we, we were willing to pass this incredibly restrictive thing, giving you everything that you want. And so, therefore, you didn't want to do this. So you're not serious about border security. But I got to say, I don't buy that argument. I wish it were true. But I don't think it is. And, and I think here's why is that I think Republicans led by Donald Trump can will make the case that it was a horrible bill. And they'll say things like it would have allowed free entry to 5000 migrants a day. Now, that's actually not true, but that doesn't matter because it sounds good. And it kind of is like truth adjacent in some weird ways. Right. My point is that Democrats have to defend the details of this bill. All Republicans have to say is we didn't vote for it because it wasn't tough enough. And I think that's the better. And that's the way that's the way most legislation works. Yeah, right? exactly. If you have, if you have to argue the details, it has to defend every last every last detail and line in it. And those attacking it just have to say this bill's outrageous. Yeah. And so I think it's pretty clear that, like I said, in answer to the Wall Street Journal's question, yes, the party decided that they would rather have the issue. And I don't think. It's really because those folks who care about passing legislation and not everyone in Congress certainly cares about passing legislation, really believe that they have a better shot at tougher legislation if Donald Trump is elected. I think it's just because, well, we just that the focus is on elections, on getting elected and staying in power and not necessarily on doing anything. So I I'd I'd my rejoinder to that would be that the the extent that one of the, the concerns this is what i i brought up earlier about the ability to waive uh, uh some of these provisions but also just the uh, the concern that their you know, republicans are going to make the point that no matter what law we put into place the biden administration won't enforce it now that's that's sort of a difficult argument if you're in congress because then it's sort of well okay what are you doing there what's the point of all this but i think politically Biden is going to look weak on the border uh, for a number of reasons. For example, you know, all the, the first day executive orders and and all his statements of, you know, I can close down the border tomorrow, um, which, which you know, leads people to say, well, OK, why don't you? Well, at the same time, they're seeing the optics, right, of the, the Texas suit, Texas standoff, where, you know, it, it appears that the federal government is trying to remove Orders that Texas has erected. Now, I, I look. I get all the supremacy clause arguments and all that, and I, we've talked about that. And I think, as a as a constitutional law perspective, the government yeah, has the yeah. better side of those arguments. But that's not that. Yeah, that's uh, not the political argument. No, you're you're totally right here. And that's you know what's the frustrating because, thing because the optics. I mean, Mike, can you imagine the? Here comes the federal agents cutting down the barbed wire, opening up. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that yeah. being on film? Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, when I think about this, I think this is where Donald Trump has an advantage because he doesn't actually care about the law. 
And so, you know, it, it, it gives you a certain freedom of maneuver, right? And I think Joe Biden does in, in more of a, a significant way. And so, for instance, on the border, you can argue, you can make a non-ridiculous claim, as, as, as we made this argument a few weeks ago, that there is a provision in the Immigration and Nationality Act that gives the president the authority currently to close the border for national security reasons. Now, scholars and experts have argued that, well, it's not that clear cut and it would be legal challenge and it might not be upheld. That's true. But I think a Donald Trump would come in and do would say, I'm going to invoke this authority. And if I lose, I lose. And then I'll just say that the courts are crooked. But Joe Biden would say, well, no, I'm not going to do this because I don't have the clear authority. And yet, and yet, Joe Biden was willing to make this argument, a similar argument with unclear authority when it came to canceling student loan debt. That's a problem. That, that's, that's a big problem. And I think it, it, that's the sort of thing that gives me a, a lot of concern, right? So, so, yeah, I mean, in the end, I think that this is, this is really too bad because this would have, I think, made a real difference for a lot of people in a positive way. And in that sense, I am disappointed that this didn't pass. Politics aside, I think this would have been better policy, considerably better policy than what we have right now at the border. And I expect you agree. Yeah, I would, like I said, I I would tend to agree that doing something is better than doing nothing. Especially, you know, and again, I could throw all kinds of aphorisms of, of you know, again, bird, bird in the hands better than two in the bush type thing. Um, and, and I, I think that's all right. I don't know that Republicans would have suffered a ton. I, I don't know. I'm, I could be completely mistaken on this, uh, because I think no matter what Democrats, extremely difficult for Democrats to be seen as tough on the border. I think Republicans are always going to have that advantage on that issue, at least to, for the foreseeable future. Um, so it, it's, I think it's just a matter of, uh, um, yeah, the Democrats just don't have credibility on that issue, given where we are and given what we've we've come through and given things like, you know, New York and Washington, D.C. saying they want to allow um, uh, undocumented migrants to vote and all that kind of stuff that really doesn't help the larger piece of, of saying, oh, we're serious about immigration reform or, or serious about border security. Yeah. And so during an election year, do you really want to give if you're a Republican, do you really want to uh, give Democrats a win? on this issue. And so from a strategic standpoint, I think it, it makes sense, even though I think it's disappointing from a real world. So my, so my, my point would be, I mean, if you, and maybe you can't do it, right. But is, is that you could take the win and say, look, we got half, half of what we want, but we need to finish the job. Right. That kind of thing. That's a tougher we, we argument. Against, Again, that's yeah. arguing more of a kind of nuanced sort of thing. And I think the reality of it is, well, if, We'll get, we can either get this or we can get something else later. But if we get this, it's going to mean that we can't get more later. That's probably the, the legislative reality. We hope you enjoyed this preview of our supporters exclusive midweek show. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, we hope you'll consider becoming a supporter. Supporters get ad-free access to all of our shows, membership in our Politics Guys Discord group where you can join in on the conversation and other benefits at different levels of support. To become a supporter, go to patreon.com slash politicsguys. You can also support us through Venmo or at politicsguys or through PayPal. You'll find all of our support links in the show notes as well as at politicsguys.com slash support. 
And if you'd like to get the midweek show, but you're not in a position to become a financial supporter, that's not a problem. Just send me an email at mike at politicsguys.com and I'll be happy to get that set up for you.